Welcome to The Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Well, it's absolutely unbelievably cool that you came back this weekend for The Advertising Show. Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at adage.com. Advertising shows a big radio midgets production. We've got uh, just a stellar cast of characters here, and one, his name is Nick. He's a character. Uh, anyway, uh, Patrick Meyer coming up shortly here. Uh, the marketing insider out of New York is called Directly from the Brain. Okay, we'll see what that's all about. Also, Gene Bliss, brand new feature here on the advertising show, The Customer Experience. And Gene is going to talk about Phone Number Quest. So we'll find out what that's all about. What is that? That's like a call to action. You know? Can you get the phone number in there one more time? Hmm. Call toll-free. But anyway, uh, Nick Ralph is co-founder of, uh, of uh, SpotRunner uh, out of L.A., uh, the uh, chairman and chief executive officer of the privately held SpotRunner, Inc., the first Internet-based ad agency that makes it easy and affordable for local businesses to advertise on television. With SpotRunner's revolutionary approach uh, to commercial production, media planning, and media buying, uh, local businesses now have access to a powerful marketing tool that was previously out of their reach. It hmm. sounds like cable for the <laughs> wow. 21st century or a lot more than that, actually. We'll find out more about that. Actually, uh, uh, Nick was also uh, had a business partner, David Waxman, and they successfully built and sold a couple of prior companies, People, uh, People PC and uh, Firefly Network, uh, both which were focused on harnessing and democratizing the power of the Internet. So uh, uh, we've got a great conversation coming your way. We hope you can stick with us. What is that you're holding in your hand there? Well, I wanted to mention, uh, and we did a few weeks ago, but... Uh, Hats off again to our fine folks at uh, All Terrain uh, Media, which oh, yeah. is a great uh, alternative media agency out there. If you attended Advertising Week NYC, which was this uh, late September, and attended in particular the AT&T Presents Midnight uh, event or the Yahoo Billboard Live or the Friars Club Roast, you probably saw some promotion out front of those venues on behalf of the advertising show, and it was ultimately on behalf of uh, All Terrain that brought us to those events. So if you're a new listener and came uh, to us through uh, exposure at Advertising Week New York City. Welcome, and for the many, many people that have been listening to us for a long while around the world, we say... Welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Yeah. I'm kidding. Very nice. I wanted, to, I wanted to mention this, Ray, real quickly. Do you know the website UrbanDictionary.com? No. No. Well, you know, being in the advertising business, you and I, we have to stay on top of pop culture. And it's a really cool, really cool site that, that takes, obviously, uh, urban... Uh, slang and so forth, and not only gives you a nice uh, deep uh, database for that, but they update mm -hmm. uh, words, and we've got a new word that I want to uh, use here. Please. Can uh, you it, use it on the radio? I'll use it in a sentence, and then we'll describe what it is. Julia uh, is really crushing hard on that varsity quarterback. Somebody should tell her that the dude has a wide stance. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what I mean. <laughs> and apparently this was coined from the uh, defense of Senator Larry Craig, yeah. uh, who, of course, is uh, claiming that he's innocent and all that stuff. You know what's crazy about that Senator Craig? <laughs> a lot of things. I'm not gay, and I've never <laughs> been gay. And he's uh-huh. come back a, a year from now. I was gay for six months. You know, I mean, come on. I've never been yeah. gay? Come on. This is a politician, Brad. Yes, exactly. I'm sorry. Okay. What were you expecting? He's got a wide stance. The dude's got a wide stance. So anyway, that's interesting, isn't it? Uh, speaking of wide stances, a virtual view of the store aisle. Uh, for Kimberly Clark and others uh, uh, trying to track shoppers in new ways, what they're doing is using a tool developed by Kimberly Clark. A woman stood surrounded by three screens showing a store aisle, a uh, uh, retaining, a re... What Retina tracking device, that's what it is, oh, uh, recording yeah. her every gl- uh, glance, basically. Asked by a Kimberly Clark researcher to find a big box of Huggies, natural fit diapers in size 3, her size. She pushed forward on a handle like that of a shopping cart, and the video simulated her progress down the aisle. Spotting Huggies' red package, she turned to the handle uh, to the right to the face, the dizzying array of diapers. After pushing the button to get a kneeling view of the shelves, she reached forward and tapped the screen to put the box she wanted in her virtual cart. So hmm. it's virtual shopping. Kimberly Clark hopes the virtual shopping aisles will keep it, will help it better understand consumer behavior and make the testing of new products faster, more convenient, and more precise. So everything's going virtual these days, right? Um, yeah, and as far as okay. natural. Well, natural fit diapers, isn't that just a medium or large depends, or what are they talking about there? One size fits all. Yeah, right. Which I know you buy a box during the Super Bowl. Well, they have them in boot cut, and yeah, exactly, with a little (laughs) flare at the bottom. It's something like that. Hey, let's bring on... uh, Let's bring on Patrick Meyer here on the Advertising Show. Directly from the brain, which is, I would assume, Patrick's brain, let's find out what that's all about. Welcome to Understanding the Future Now. It's the Marketing Insider featuring Patrick Meyer. Ever come across something as a marketer that you just want to scream with delight that you knew was possible, or at least would come one day? What I'm talking about is brain diagnostics, getting insights directly from the brain. As I'm always looking for innovation, a friend of mine who runs a VC company said, Patrick, you need to take a look at this company called M-Sense. They're doing things with the brain. I said, hey, I'm always game, but a little bit skeptical. always thought the idea of getting input directly from the brain was going to be possible, but no one had really jumped the gap and done it in a big way, a scalable way. So I go out to the West Coast to meet with this group of people, a couple young guys out of the MIT Media Lab, backed by one of the founders of the search engines. They put goggles on my head, showed me commercials, a dub commercial, and then played back exactly what I was thinking, engagement, likability, and physiological response. I was blown away. Second by second, you could see how I was responding to a little girl saying, I have freckles and I feel that I'm ugly. My heart plummeted, and then it continued to climb as Dove said that they could help little girls feel better about themselves. What I'm talking about here is engagement and emotion metrics. That's what all marketers are looking for. With new technology, this company, M-Sense, has been able to read what consumers are thinking directly from the brain. What's really intriguing, though, is we'll also work for concepts, packaging, online, outdoor, print, everything inside of marketing and advertising. Technology is an important part of marketing and advertising as it evolves, and you need to sift through and look for things that you can bring to your business. You've been listening to The Marketing Insider, heard every week here on The Advertising Show. Join us next week for more insight into the future of marketing. This is Patrick Meyer as your Marketing Insider. And remember, the revolution is now. Hey, you want to know more? Go to nowing.net.
or send me an email at patrick at nowinc.net. Or call him. Call him right now. He loves it spam. Talk to him. Yeah, yeah spam is good. Uh, Nick Rauf, uh, co-founder of, of uh, Spot Runner out of L.A. Uh, uh, incredibly cool concept here. Uh, affordable and easy local businesses advertising on television. Spot Runner is the name of the company. We'll talk with Nick here in um, just a few moments here on the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brent Forsyth. There you go. Yeah. That was very nice of you, by the way. To uh, We try to promote the fact that... Uh, that uh, Patrick Meyer loves spam, and so if you're out there and you can sign him up to anything in particular, go ahead. You've got his email address. It's uh, not a problem, <laughs> right? He likes that. Have you anything. been watching that Kid Nation show? No. Ever since I heard that they, it was such a controversy working those kids to death, you know, the child labor laws and all that, I just can't watch it. I'm, I'm kidding. I, I have no interest in it. I don't either. I've seen the yeah. promos and such like that, but they're, they're yeah. saying a few more advertisers are jumping Jumping on the bandwagon. Oh, uh, jumping away from it? No, jumping into the bandwagon. Really? They're gaining clients, basically. I wonder uh, how the ratings are doing for that. Uh, I don't know offhand. At this particular yeah. point, I don't know. But uh, basically, all, all I've seen of it are the promos, and it looks very interesting. Well, so, and they uh, got a lot of publicity based on the controversy, so maybe that helped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The NFL has the the right stuff. This is out of USA Today. Uh, it says uh, the National Football League has its share of problems so far this season. Well, that's true. But promotional spending by its key sponsors is not one of them, and that's a good problem not to have. The NFL's 21 uh, major marketing sponsors will pour a record 1.1 billion into the NFL-themed promotions, a 10-year boost or 10% boost over last year, which is great. It says every year. You think the league can't get any bigger and, and any more pervasive, but it does. Uh, the boost in promotional spending comes despite a decline in TV ratings versus last year. 10% uh, in week one, 8% in week two, which is the most up-to-date numbers I have for that, though. But hmm. uh, but it's a 10% boost in advertising. Obviously, they've hired a good uh, account executive to go after that kind of stuff, right? Right. <laughs> there you go. Advertising show being powered by... Shipple.com. Ed Shipple and his crew with a platform called Tendency. It's a marketing platform. Check it out at Shipple.com. It's S-C-H-I-P-U-L.com. Nick Grauf coming up next on The Advertising Show. Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. Colgate toothpaste. The tooth toughener. How can that be? Well... It contains advanced MFP fluoride. Too bad Arthur Godfrey didn't have a uh, successor along the way, one of the best commercial spokespersons there ever was. On the advertising show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth, and out of uh, Los Angeles this weekend, it is Nick Grauf, co-founder of Spot Runner. Nick, it is such a pleasure to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much. Real pleasure to be here. Yeah, and uh, as Ray mentioned last segment, you you and your old friend uh, Dave Waxman co-founded Spot Runner, I guess, in what was it, '05? Uh, yeah, actually, Nick? going back to uh, to uh, late '04, early '05. So it's been yeah, been some time so, now. So, uh, real briefly, how, how did you come up with the idea, Nick? You know, it was really two experiences. Um, one was watching the the remarkable success of self-serve platforms like Overture and Google and some of the insights that we were gonna, able to pull from that. And then the second experience was actually um, driven by uh, some work we did in, in politics. We got involved uh, fairly early on in the Kerry campaign and raised, helped them raise about $80 million online. And what we discovered uh, to our great surprise, was that you can do a better job targeting geographically using local television than you can target geographically on the Internet to this day. 
And I understand that uh, you mentioned, you just said local, and, and Ray read about your company in a, a local uh, vein, but yet uh, local advertisers is not just the uh, uh, focus for your company. Now I understand you've broadened your target to include new customers. Well, right? it's, it's interesting. And by the way, this is exactly what happened to Google and Overture when they first launched their businesses. What we discovered was that by solving the problem for the little guy, the small local business, we were able to solve some very thorny and difficult questions for some very large Fortune 100 brands. And so now we work with both small businesses as well as some extraordinarily large ones, helping them capitalize on some very powerful targeting technologies and helping them ultimately put the right message in front of the right consumer at the right time. So uh, how do you guys make money? Describe your business model at Spot Runner for us, Nick. You know, the model's fairly straightforward. We make the money the same way that uh, a, a large traditional agency might. Uh, we do that uh, by generating an agency fee when we help people place their media and, uh, of course, making money on the creative uh, that we offer. However, our price point on that creative is, is dramatically different from what you might find from a large traditional Madison Avenue shop. And who are doing the? Uh, who's doing the creative for you guys? We uh, we've got uh, quite a talented uh, army in Los Angeles that works on the creative for us. Uh, they won seven Tele Awards this past year. Uh, one of the members of the team actually uh, was the uh, co-winner of a of an Oscar uh, in this case for best short film. So just a fabulous group. And that's uh, that's not freelancers. That's full time employees. Or These are full time employees. Um, yeah. Who we spent a lot of time with uh, helping them get up to speed. You know, it's a funny story. When we started the company, uh, we what we what we had to do, and, and I don't want to be long-winded about this, but we we realized that if the fact that we had made it extraordinarily affordable for people to buy uh, local television uh, was only part of the problem. We uh, actually had hired a guy who ran marketing research out of eBay. We asked him to go out and speak to local businesses across the country and ask, find out what they thought of television. He came back and he said, my God, for these folks, you know, television is the grail. Uh, you're a local pizza parlor on the corner. You're head-to-head with Papa John's, Pizza Hut, Little Caesars. They use television as the centerpiece of their marketing arsenal, and, and these guys just can't compete. We said, can't compete? How come? And all of them told us, well, we can't afford TV. So we asked them, how much do you think 30 seconds of time costs, prime time, not three in the morning, premium network in their local market? And the average response we got was uh, was $10,000. Using SpotRunner today, you can buy 30 seconds of time, prime time, premium network, just about any local market in this country for less than 200 bucks. You get outside the top 10 or 15 markets and you're sub 100 bucks. And if we wanted to buy 30 seconds of time, on CNN in Santa Barbara right now probably set us back something like 10 or $15. Um, but the problem was when we told local businesses this, they said, this is incredible. And then there was this terrible pause, and they said, it just doesn't matter. I said, it doesn't matter. Why is that? And they said, we can't afford the creative. And so we had to take a step back. We took the 15 million local businesses in the country, broke them down to a proprietary taxonomy of about four or 5,000 categories, and then set to work making ads for almost all those categories. And not just one or two spots, but 10, 20, 30 different spots per category. So if you're a florist, you can come and watch 30 different uh, ads that we've created, find the one that you like, uh, and then we go to work personalizing it. And whereas a typical ad from you know a big shop on Madison Avenue will set you back probably about $500,000 on average, uh, we will fully personalize that ad, create an entirely new voiceover, allow you to upload a digital logo, a picture of your storefront or business, maybe even a picture of yourself, drop in local contact information, offer information, and uh, do all that work for less than 500 bucks. So the uh, the perceptions about cost of media was your point of entry, and then you saw that the, it wasn't just a... Uh 
I guess, an image problem that the cable companies had because your focus, as I understand, was originally in cable, and now you've broadened to offer uh, uh, broadcast TV in terms of help with the media placement. But you saw that there was a uh, uh, a price, uh, high price misperception, I guess, on advertisers' part, but they needed help with the creative. Well, creative is a massive hurdle. Um, we talk to you know broadcast groups all the time who you know go out and call on you know business after business in, in hundreds of categories year over year. And no matter how interested people might be in, in buying on TV, unless they can get a high quality uh, piece of creative that they can use, it, it's it's just an irrelevant conversation. And so by putting that creative in those people's hands, we've been able to eliminate a massive barrier. Um, and we do that, as you pointed out, not just on on local cable, uh, but also on broadcast TV, and now we're expanding it to a number of other media areas as well. Was your uh, original uh, model just for creative, and then eventually you expanded to offer uh, media placement? Is that correct? No, we we always believed that we needed to be a full service agency for the masses. Uh, and whereas you know the large Ogilvy and Mathers and J. Walter Thompsons focus on a, a rarefied breed of client, we felt that there is uh, a great need in the marketplace to help local businesses and smaller businesses make intelligent decisions about where to invest their marketing dollars. Well, just uh, staying with that media uh, placement idea for a second, with all the talk about leveraging the Internet to create a platform to streamline the inefficiencies associated with traditional media buying and selling, uh, do you guys have plans to eventually automate the buying of television time for clients of SpotRunner? Uh, we, we have automated it. Um, we've automated quite a considerable part of that experience, and we have uh, new tools coming down the pike every day that allow us to do more and more of that. At this point, uh, there's very little that's not automated, and probably the biggest component of that is the voiceover, because uh, as much much as I'd like to tell you computers can do everything, they, they really do a terrible job of sounding like people. Yeah, now I was talking about the placement of media, not the creative end. Sure. So we've, what we're doing is we're, we're working very closely with our media partners across the country, and so long as people have the, the technical capability uh, to, to automate that full process, uh, we're doing that. I see. The, the reason I ask is before we uh, did the interview today, I decided to place a call to your company and ask them uh, uh, what the difference was between me placing a buy versus their company. And they said, well, somebody here at SpotRunner picks up the phone and calls the cable company or the local television broadcast uh, station in your market and negotiates and on your behalf. So I thought, well, what's the difference between them doing it versus me? Well, you know, we do that in different circumstances. So, uh, as I said, we fully automated that process. One of the things that we found, though, is a lot of our clients are not particularly sophisticated uh, when it comes to the the experience of buying media, and a little hand-holding goes a long way. Uh, and so we have we've actually, our team is comprised of the guys who did the original work uh, at, at Overture and putting these types of models together. And so where people want a helping hand and want us to be involved in a, in a more explicit way, uh, we're intimately involved in that process. And what's funny about that is it's exactly the same model that companies like Google use. Um, so you'll find if, if you go to Google and you spend any more than a, a few hundred dollars, um, there will be somebody who will reach out to you and say, hey, would you like you know, a more intimate experience in this? Uh, are there ways that we can help you think about creating a more targeted campaign or, or building creative that's going to be more powerful yeah. and have greater impact in, in communicating our message? Good idea. Nick Groff is our special guest, uh, Spot Runner is the company. Here on the Advertising Show, Ray Shillings and Brad Forsythe, we've got uh, part two of our interview coming up in just a moment.
Why do more media professionals read IWantMedia.com? IWantMedia.com features reports from industry leaders and media personalities. IWantMedia.com gives you quick access to news, stats, trade orgs, and industry publications, and it's updated daily. Forbes says IWantMedia.com contains everything media professionals need to stay ahead of the game. The Washington Post calls it the source for the serious media geek. Do you get it? If you don't, you should. To sign up for free daily email alerts, visit IWantMedia.com. Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising Show. Good morning. Are you not my daisies? Right, Mother Nature. They're Chiffon's new daisy servers. Taste. Oh, it's my sweet, creamy butter. Back with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on the Advertising Show. And out of L.A., it's Spot Runner, and it is Nick Groff, co-founder of Spot Runner. Nick, great to have you on the show. Thanks again. Yeah, and uh, oddly enough, just a few days ago, uh, Nick, I was watching, uh, what was it? I think I was watching uh, The Big Idea with former guest here on the Advertising Show, Donnie Deutsch. We had him on long before he was a MSNBC star. But anyway, I caught a TV spot. Uh, for you guys, and I thought it was very, very well done. Uh, and I, I assume the spot was developed and all the media was purchased by Spot Runner, or was it created and placed by one of the agencies that uh, have an investment with in you guys? <laughs> no, we, uh, we're big believers that we, we need to eat our own dog food. So <laughs> yeah. we, uh, we made that ad, and I'm not sure which ad you, see, you saw, but um, there's a couple of them that actually star one of our employees. So we're, we're completely right. homegrown. Did, yeah, you, get, well, did I, you get a bit part in that at all? I, I'm not. I don't. They don't cast me. They don't let me anywhere near the camera. I understand. Yeah, I think when Iacocca did the car spots, the, they said, "Nick, you can't top that." So, uh, yeah, and you know, uh, back during the dot com heyday of the late '90s and 2000, VCs urged a, a lot of startups to spend ad dollars. You know that you came from that era uh, to help. Uh, with name recognition and to get the attention of Wall Street. Uh, I'm curious, who, whose idea was it for the current TV campaign? Uh, the, the campaign that we're doing? Yeah. Oh, that came actually out of our creative team. So um, we uh, you know, sat down with our marketing group, and the marketing group gave them a briefing of you know, what we were trying to accomplish with the ads, and they came up with a bunch of different concepts, and we reviewed them together and, and ultimately decided on uh, the campaign. I, I don't know exactly which ad you saw, but I well, assume it's a it- campaign that we call uh, I'm In. Yeah, and I guess I should have clarified. It wasn't so much this, this, the idea for the spot. It was more the idea to advertise because I think I, li- I like to think that I watch a lot of television. I'd never seen any uh, TV advertising on you guys before, so I assume this is a relatively new endeavor. No, um, we've actually no? been been using TV for the better part of the last uh, call it year, year and a half. Hmm. Um, and we, you know, we're big proponents as far as how you know, as we think of marketing our company, of of not only using you know media such as television, but also looking at other media, and that helps us uh, not only you know build our business, but think about ways that we can help grow our clients' businesses uh, by building that that internal expertise. Uh, we're able to share those learnings, and of course, uh, by doing it for our clients, it gives us a much broader platform as well. Yeah, and I think uh, you got—it's the one where the guy's sitting, uh, looking into the camera, and talking about—he's uh, portraying himself as a, a business person, and uh, uh, and that it's now affordable and so forth. In fact, that, so I don't know if that helps you with what spot. I, I, I know exactly the ad, and and I'll yeah. tell you, he's he's trained at Yale Drama School, and he's a—he's one of our best employees. 
Yeah, I thought he did a good job. And, and staying with the, the question about the, the ending tagline, affordable television advertising, this is what we've needed uh, or what we've been waiting for, he says at the end of the spot. Is this to suggest that TV advertising before Spot Runner was not affordable? No, I don't think that's our point at all. However, there is a lack of, 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 of understanding of how affordable television can be. Yeah. Uh, and particularly because it's so often uh, that when you talk about the price of television, you talk about it in the context of the cost of a Super Bowl spot, for instance, um, or the cost of buying, you know, time either at the national level or in one of the big cities. But, you know, the truth of the matter is television can be delivered in a highly targeted way, uh, and it's, you know, delivered in 210 DMAs and thousands of neighborhoods uh, below that DMA level across the country. And nobody's really spent a lot of time communicating that message to uh, some of the smaller local businesses around the country. And we felt that was a, a terrific opportunity to help not only bring those folks on television, but put in their hands the same you know, medium that's used as the centerpiece of, of most Fortune 100 marketing campaigns. Yeah, and I think every uh, sales manager, Ray, across America for the local cable companies kicking himself in the rear saying, now, okay, uh, Spot yeah. Runner can do what we can't do with our sales staff. I mean, you make a very good point, Nick, that oh, yeah. uh, it was a perception issue. And then, of course, uh, the local cable company produces uh, TV spots. And unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, oh, oh. if you're a Spot Runner, very poorly yeah. in most cases. Uh, and as a result, you've get a, you get a media buy that may be on target delivering a poor message, and it fails miserably. And, it, and you don't get any return business, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you ended last uh, segment talking about Google, and I want to get your take on Google's uh, numerous attempts to uh, uh, get into the traditional media buying and selling business. Where, where, what do you think uh, is going on there, and why is Google struggling with this? Huh, that's a tough question. You know, I, I should preface this by saying I think Google's probably one of the most breathtaking companies on the planet and, and certainly one of the most interesting companies of the last decade. So, uh, those are phenomenally bright guys, and uh, what they've built is, is nothing short of remarkable. Mm-hmm. I, I think, however, the, the search paradigm does not translate well uh, in more traditional media. Uh, and, you know, there's, there's business models that, that establish themselves as the, the boom was becoming a bust. Uh, and a lot of these, these large platforms were looking for ways that they could, you know, guarantee the revenues that they had promised their, their CFOs and their shareholders. Uh, and signing up to a, a revenue guaranteed deal with a company like Google looked like a good idea. Unfortunately, uh, what's, what's been the consequence is, you know, take a company like AOL, a healthy, robust, in fact, probably one of the most remarkable companies uh, around 2000, 2001. And unfortunately, that deal has led them to, uh, to slow, if not discontinue altogether, uh, their investment in, you know, their sales force around search. Um, they certainly have have discontinued a lot of the technological uh, investments that they made. And the company is, is just unbelievably dependent on Google uh, for its revenue today. And, and I think that, you know, what happened with Google is that before their acquisition of, of YouTube, I think people looked at them and said, you know, this is a, a phenomenal company and they're focused on search and they're not competing with us and, and you know, we wish them all the best. But with the acquisition of YouTube, they put a flag in the ground that said, we plan to, to own the future of video. Uh, and we believe the future of video is going to move towards interactive environments such as the Internet. And I think that that was a real uh, wake-up call for the CEOs of some of the largest media companies, not only in this country, but across the globe. And the consequence of that is they've been 
looking for, for new models and new ways to automate the processes around uh, selling uh, their inventory and targeting their inventory, but also looking for a way to do it uh, without having to partner with Google, uh, whom they consider uh, to be you know, a, a potential competitor, uh, not just in the long term, but perhaps in the short term as well. Nick Groff, our special guest here on the Advertising Show. Cool concept, Nick. Spot Runner. We've got to take a break. We'll be back with more in just a minute. How can 18 different companies all sell the exact same thing known as water? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most thought-provoking, groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. Your job demands you not only have good ideas, but great ideas. And those great ideas have to start somewhere. And that somewhere is in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. How can you get someone's attention if you don't have $10 million in a celebrity endorsement? It starts here in Advertising Age, the leading source for marketing, advertising, media, and ideas. For almost 75 years, we've covered the most innovative and groundbreaking stories in the industry, giving you the competitive edge to be a leader. The next big idea demands out-of-the-box thinking. Start your search for greatness in the pages of Advertising Age and also online at adage.com. Simplifying the complex world of advertising. To reach Ray and Brad with your questions, log on to theadvertisingshow.com. This is The Advertising Show. Never borrow money needlessly just when you must. Borrow then when loans are a specialty from... Welcome back to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth and our special guest out of L.A. this weekend. It's uh, Nick Groff, co-founder of uh, Spot Runner. Nick, uh, welcome back. Great to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, Nick, uh, who, who do you feel Spot Runner is competing with? Local ad agencies, local TV and cable companies, who? Definitely not those guys. Uh, we're working real closely with uh, with media owners around the country, both local cable, local broadcast, uh, increasingly in the radio space, in the online space, et cetera. Uh, and I think the same is true with agencies. Uh, as I think you alluded to earlier, two of our th- three um, share, rather I should say, two of the three largest holding companies, agency holding companies in the world, uh, are shareholders in our company, the WPP Group and the Interpublic Group. And we work extremely closely with those guys, um, particularly in helping them figure out how to do uh, very localized targeting for some of their largest clients, clients such as De Beers, Cobalt Banker, people like that. So, um, so we're not competing with those folks. I think ultimately our, our competition is probably a company like Google. Uh, and you know, if, if these agencies uh, and media companies are paying attention, they've probably heard Eric Schmidt say that his vision is that one day somebody will give him $20,000 and ask him to spend it um, in different media the way that he thinks is appropriate. And I think that's it's a little scary to people whose business for the last, you know, 50, 100 years is to help their clients make intelligent decisions about where to spend their money. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Eric and 20000 that's going to be a short uh, meeting. Uh, I'd like to I'd like to get your thoughts on on a few others that are in your space, uh, uh, if I could. Starting with uh, agency Zimmerman out of uh, Florida, they created a a new concept called Pick and Click, where they're calling this service the first truly 
virtual advertising agency. And, of course, uh, truth and advertising may be of suspect there because uh, you guys claim to be to be that very, very same thing. But yet they offer uh, print, radio, television, direct mail online as well as collateral. Any thoughts about uh, about this company, and do you consider them a competitor? Well, you know, I think I think they probably describe themselves as a competitor. We don't really come across them in the marketplace. Um, so... I, I've I've heard of them before. I haven't really dealt with them. Aren't they um, mostly automotive as well, Brad? Yeah, yes, I think they that's were. Right. I think they're focused yep. almost exclusively on the automotive category. Yep. And if I remember correctly, I think that when they first came out, all they had was a creative solution, uh, and they've been trying to figure out ways to incorporate a media solution since then. So, can't really uh, speak to them because we don't we don't really see them um, mm-hmm. out there. But. Uh, but it sounds like they're they're out to compete with us, and I, I think there will probably be you know quite a few companies that look to compete with us, and I guess it's one of those circumstances where imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, you mentioned your investors. You started Spotrunner with funding from two well-known VC firms, and then the additional follow-on funding from uh, WPP Interpublic as well as CBS. What, what do you think uh, marketing and media companies would be interested in investing with what some might see as a, a potential competitor? Well, you know, it's a it's a couple of different things. Let's let's talk about the agencies first. Um, a great example of the work we do is we were uh, we got a call from J. Walter Thompson and one of their clients, De Beers. And they said we we love what you're doing, the targeting, uh, the localization, the ability to put sort of the right message in front of the right consumer. We don't sell directly to the consumer. We sell through uh, 40,000 local jewelry stores, and uh, we've been looking for ways that we can help those jewelers grow their business. And so what JWT has brought us, did is they brought us into the Diamond Promotion Service, and basically um, we make all the local ads now uh, for these local jewelers around the country. They go to a password-protected library, find the ad that's appropriate for them, and then the agency uh, you know, helps to ensure that the ads that we're making are consistent with the ads that they're creating at the, the national and global level. Uh, we focus at a local level that's, that's probably just uh, too too narrow uh, to be of interest, and uh, and we work very very much hand in hand as a sub agency. So that's turned out to be you know one example of many of ways that we're working very closely with the big agencies. Yeah. For the big media companies, what we're doing is we're helping to bring you know an entirely new category of customer uh, you know into the marketplace, creating you know fresh demand, uh, demand for inventory that might not be selling as well, or upward pricing pressure for inventory that is selling well, and, and that's always in a media owner's best interest. One final question, Nick, as we wrap up this segment. Everyone expects a ROI on their investment, especially funding sources for a startup. So uh, is there an IPO somewhere in Sportrunner's uh, future, acquisition? What's your exit strategy? <laughs> I think the best exit strategy is to make this company as profitable as possible, and so that's what we're really focused on. Uh, we don't spend a lot of time thinking about about IPOs and acquisitions and all that stuff. We just focus on making our advertisers successful one at a time, and if we can do that, we're going to have a very, very valuable business for our investors. What a unique opportunity as well, Nick. Uh, Continued success, and thanks for coming up with something absolutely cool uh, for advertisers, especially for television. It's Spotrunner, and it's spotrunner.com if you want to check it out. And, of course, we encourage you to do that. And we hope to chat again soon, Nick. Thanks for being here on the Advertising Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. We've got another segment coming your way, and we hope you'll stay with us here. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth. Hi, I'm Joe, and this is Tommy, and we love Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. All right! All right, one more. Come on, come on. 
Final segment here on the Advertising Show for this week with uh, Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. And uh, special thanks again to uh, to uh, uh, Nick, our special guest, uh, founder of, and actually co-founder of Spotrunner out of California. And uh, let's see, who do we have next week? <clears throat> it is Lynn, Lynn yes. Upshaw. Yeah. Upshaw Marketing is out of Northern California. Uh, Lynn is a principal of Upshaw Marketing, and they've got uh, clients... Uh, well, you'd recognize them, uh, folks like Visa, SBC, now AT&T, 3Com, Wind River, WellPoint Health Networks, and so on and so forth. And he's also the author of a book called Truth, The New Rules for Marketing in a Skeptical World. It's an uh, Amicom book, uh, brand new for this year. So we'll look forward to talking with Lynn next week, <clears throat> excuse me, on the advertising show. We've got uh, Gene Bliss uh, coming up here momentarily. As a matter of fact, uh, what we ought to do... Uh, let's see. You know what? Let's see. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit more. Let's bring her on in just a moment. Uh, phone number quest is her uh, topic for this week. So uh, hmm. we'll get Gene on in just a moment. What are you going to give her phone number out? Uh, we could if somebody wanted it. Sure. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, we'll, we'll check into that. By the way, Google is trying to uh, get along with all media. Of course, it's no secret that uh, Google's ultimate ambition is to take over the media world, right? But uh, sure. for, for now, it's uh, touting its ability to help media companies increase their audiences by matching web surfers' interest with relevant advertising. The Internet search giant last week, uh, Ray, recently, or I should say a uh, week before last, as a matter of fact, pointed mm-hmm. to a campaign for NBC's Heroes to demonstrate its point, saying an advertising play on Google helped bring viewers back to the show after its lengthy hiatus last spring. That's pretty pretty uh, major uh, interesting. Uh, credit as far as being taken there, but the pitch is designed to help uh, counter a sometimes adversarial relationship between media companies and and Google. So it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. Oh, there'll be one big happy family in that too too (laughs) much longer, right? Exactly. Clear Channel buys them. Uh, NBC Universal banning junk food ads from more kids' shows. I guess that's a good idea. Uh, Restrictions affect uh, IONS. Kubo programming on local NBC stations Telemundo. It says NBC Universal expanding a ban on ads promoting unhealthy food from the, uh, the the Kubo or the Cubo block of original children's programs similar to shows in the local station zones, putting more pressure on other networks to follow. So you know, I you know we always say it's up to the mom and dad to kind of police that and patrol that and to build good habits into their kids, but I certainly don't think it probably hurts to have uh, somebody out there <clears throat> supporting the effort as well. So yeah. uh, good for them, and uh, let's keep our kids healthy. Uh, after all, if they're not going to be healthy when they're older, who's going to take care of us? Well, they're not even going to be older. <laughs> yeah, even worse yet, here's Gene Bliss on the Advertising Show. Welcome to the Customer Experience, making customers your true priority for a profitable outcome. With your host, author, speaker, consultant, and customer crusader, Gene Bliss. Today we're continuing with common sense but hard to execute actions to get your customers to love you by first respecting them. Chief among the respect meter with customers is the phone number quest. Even in this advanced age of telephony, companies still have a labyrinth of numbers customers need to navigate to talk to someone. All of these grew out of separate business operations deciding that they needed a number to serve their customers. Then the different geographic regions each established their own number. No wonder customers believe we don't want them to reach us. Get people together to skinny down your phone number list and then let customers know about it. There's no big red button to push to make this happen. It requires the gnarly work 
of collaborating and collective decision making. But get it done already. It's these little things that chase customers out the door. This is Jean Bliss reminding you your customers are the most valuable asset of your business. This has been your weekly installment of the Customer Experience with Jean Bliss. Directing transformational customer insights for major U.S. market leaders, Jean is corporate America's change agent for a new inspirational understanding of today's consumer. To learn more about Jean's books and speaking engagements, or simply how to drive customer profitability for your company, log on to customerbliss.com. Thank you, Gene. Uh, great to have you here as a part of the advertising show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. And uh, a lot of great stuff. Uh, you know, we've looked into some of the features that uh, we're producing uh, for Gene here. And uh, this one, as with many, are incredibly useful and, and keyed into what we're doing here on the advertising show. So it's a, it's a good, uh, good companionship here. Lynn yeah, Upshaw. She, she's a, excuse me, Ray. She's a great uh, addition to the show, and I want to uh, hats off to her for doing such a great job. And, of course, she's a public speaker, so you'd expect her to do a good job, huh? You would hope so, you know? Yeah. But, you know, sometimes that isn't the case. Upshaw Marketing is uh, coming up next week. Uh, Lynn Upshaw. Uh, and and it's it, it really all about the book Truth, The New Rules for Marketing in a Skeptical World. And you, we have talked about this uh, for the past several weeks on the show, the fact that people are just not trusting what, uh, what um, uh, advertisers are saying, at least not taking for granted that it is indeed the truth. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think one guest had said it's even time for advertisers to get kind of a wake-up call and say, hey, guys, you better start uh, talking the truth here because people are seeing right through you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, 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 and untruth in advertising is pulling away from uh, all of the potentially good advertisers out there. Uh, well, I, I can understand why people are a little bit skeptical, Brad. You know, you talk about the, uh, uh, the drug companies. Uh, you know, you, know you, you see ads to take this drug, you know, make you feel better. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, it's pulled off the market. It's no longer an FDA-approved drug. Right. And people are dying from that. So I can mm-hmm. understand some skepticism there. So Lynn will right. talk about that next week. It makes you wonder how the <laughs> FDA ever approved that you know well maybe they did it on a friday when the regular people were out <laughs> yeah like like when cars that are built on fridays and mondays not a good thing really but anyway but uh, that's the way it goes unless of course it's a bmw we gotta get that's that. true right. that's the ultimate driving machine <laughs> that's product placement <laughs> yes yes it is that's great that's great so we look forward to uh, lynn next week there Do we, you know the music's going to play here for 60 seconds did you have something you wanted to say real quick well not really I, it's kind of old news by now but microsoft did uh, launch recently an updated version of live search uh, which is their search engine which uh, now delivers blended results search results to enhance its uh, live search uh, tool and they're all trying to stay up with uh, the other new introductions by Google and Yahoo. So about time Microsoft got with it, huh? <clears throat> hey, what a concept, eh? Uh, we hope you enjoyed today's show. We hope uh, that you'll also take us with you. We've got, uh, obviously, very portable with the uh, with the podcast here at theadvertisingshow.com, an incredible array of guests from the past several years, since 2001, so check it out. Advertising Show is brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. You can visit them online at adage.com. And uh, with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth, have a great week and come back next week. We'll converse with Lynn Upshaw of Northern California. This is a Big Radio Midgets production. <laughs> <laughs>